Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Kaylee, a human design business coach who helps entrepreneurs understand the thing that's holding them back from having the life and a business that they desire and understanding more about who they truly, truly are. Hey, Kaylee, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me on here. I am so excited today to talk about human design along with diving down some rabbit holes with you to see where we end up at. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. Absolutely. Well, step one, hey, just tell everyone out there, where, what's your speciality? What do you love to help people with? Where are you with your business today? Absolutely. So I am human design business coach. And part of the reason I really decided to dive into the human design aspect of it is as I was deciding for myself, like, where, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Um, and had this like pivotal moment with my husband where he's like, you are not made for corporate world. You need to have your own business. I decided to go into the coaching industry. Um, mm. I felt like I was that kicking and screaming. Are we like, yeah, you got a point there. And, you know, I, it wasn't kicking and screaming. Actually, I think it was more, he kind of, you know, if, metaphorically he took a frying pan and like hit me over the head of like you Mm. you can't go into another corporate job like you want to move you want to shake you want to do all these things and they never can keep up with you and they're never uh proactive they're always reactive and so he's like we need to like you need something different and so as i started exploring options coaching fell kind of on my lap and Mm. it was one of those things of like i've been doing this for years with my employees with other people, like, let's explore what this looks like for a business. And I went and got my coaching certification. And in that process, we learned about human design. And as I learned about human design, I sat there and almost started to cry because for once in my life, I felt like I was seen. I felt like I was heard and I felt like there was nothing wrong with me Mm. and I'm a manifesting generator. And so I'm all over the place. I, you know, I'll have three different conversations going with my husband at one time And when it comes to having a career path, I switched my career quite a few times and was always told there was something wrong with me for wanting to do that. And so that little nugget of information that I got in like 45 minutes was enough Mm. that shifted me that then I came back and I could put it down. And then I started exploring human design in my relationships with my husband and my kids Uh and had these like more aha epiphany moments that then just made me want to dive deeper into helping others with human design, whether that was their business, their life, their relationships. I think that's massive. What you just said there about that moment where you felt like you wanted to cry, you felt like for the first time you were actually seen. And 
fuck being seen. I think the first time you actually understood yourself, it's like, yeah, see, see, that's what I've been trying to say all along. Maybe you didn't have the right terminology or words or maybe even confidence to be like, no, this is who I am. Why can't people understand that? I see that as the power of all of these different modalities, human design, gene keys, whatever it might be. There's so many out there. But that awareness, it allowed you to do some amazing things. So first thing for you, it allowed you to realize, holy shit, this is amazing. This is what I want to be doing and guiding other people through. So step one, it changed your life. Step two, you get to use that for other people, right? Absolutely. And you know, I think the big thing too, when you start looking, so for me too, I'm going to back up just a second with it of like, my husband and I had our relationship was in this like weird spot too, of our communication had broke down. We were trying to relate on different levels and learning human design made me understand him so much better because as a manifesting generator, I move quickly. I can talk easily. Like there's different things about me that I've always known I've had. Right. And I always feel like when it came to myself, I was always like kicking and screaming and like trying to get people to listen. Like we can do this better. We can do this different type thing, you know? And it was one of those, those moments too of, okay, yeah, human design has helped me, but how can this help me further Mm. learning my husband's human design and learning things about him that was like, Oh, this is why our communication is broken down. This is why when we, we start to have a conversation, he shuts down and doesn't talk. And then being able to work through that together as a couple to figure out we can do this in a better way for both of us and honor ourselves. And that's was was any huge. resistance from your husband with this, or is he like all in just like you? Uh, I would say there's resistance. I would say it was more like hesitation right away. He's always yeah. supported me a hundred percent and like kind of pushed me at times when I didn't want to do something. Yeah, yeah. And I remember sitting down and saying, okay, like you're a generator. We started talking through that. But the biggest thing is, is he has an open throat and people with an open throat communicate significantly different than those of us with a divine throat. And so, and there's only about a third of our population that has that. And I remember telling him, It's kind of like you're on a train track, like you're a train on the train track and somebody comes and they pull the lever up and the train goes the other direction. Mm -hmm. Right. And I said, those are your words. So your words are going back and forth and the train track just fine. And then somebody comes along and they pull that lever up and all of a sudden your words can't make it from your brain out to your mouth. And you feel like everything's jumbled. And he just sat there and I could see the tears welling up in his eyes. And I'm like, Am I, am I right with this? And he's like, oh my God, yeah. He goes, yeah like, am I anywhere close? He's <laughs> like, you fucking nailed it. Oh my right? gosh, you witch, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> right, and he was just like, holy crap. And I'm like, and let me guess, that lever gets pulled up whenever I'm like, we need to talk about this or we're disagreeing on something. He's like, yeah. And then he goes, and then you push and you push and you push. And I'm like, well, yeah, because it's easy for me to talk. And realizing, right, like, oh, this is the point where I need to back off. I need to give him space and let him come to his words on his own. Mm. And man, it was awesome to see how our communication started to flourish. Now, so, does yeah. it work every, Forget every work. single day. Right. How has this helped your relationship? Yeah, like it, and like, it wasn't like it was instantaneously, right? Like it's still, we still have times where I'm like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm pushing, I'm like, oh crap. You know, and now he just kind of gives me a look and I'm like, okay, I got it. Like, I'll back off. Like, go take your time for a bit. Um, the other thing is, is like, if you push somebody with an open throat too much, they will say things just to get you to stop talking. They will say hurtful things. They will say mean things. They will say whatever they need to say 
to get the other person to stop. Yeah. And so, and that's happened. Like he, you know, we've had our moments and he's, you know, lost his shit and, and blew up at me. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> then I start laughing. Cause I'm like, whoa, I really overdid it. Like, right. See, then, let's hold space there. Whether it's personal mm-hmm. business, um, doesn't matter what it is that, awareness there when something happens and being able to to laugh at it or just see what it for what it is rather than get caught up in the emotions of it take that into being a business owner for example oh my gosh if a, a negative comment or a bad review or a funny email or whatever it might be rather than taking it and being like oh no what do i do i'm in danger it's huh, lol that says more about them than it does about me. Oh my gosh, there's so much going on there. It's told me everything about that particular client or person or whatever. To whatever, you, however you reframe it, whatever the situation is, that moment there to just laugh at it with that awareness, I think is that's a goddamn superpower. I've never had anybody say that. So that's pretty awesome, Mark. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, it's really, you know whenever something hits, that's not supposed to be there. So like my husband blowing up on me, like, right. Like, so oh, whoops, like I overstepped. Right. Um, with a client, if they say something and I'm like, Oh, that's really interesting. I always go to a spot of curiosity and, and maybe that curiosity invokes laughter. Maybe that curiosity invokes something else, but typically mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what is it here? Right. So like, if I got a bad review from somebody, I'd be like, Ooh, let's explore this. Let's see where we go with this. Right. Yeah. Because that's where the growth happens. And that's where to me, like that transformation for myself or for my clients happens is when we get curious with those things that are just not hitting us quite right. Mm. But let's take this to, a, again, just a biological yeah. level. We are geared, we are set up for survival. Therefore, anything that is a threat to our to our business, our livelihood, ourselves, our, our circles, it's shut it down, make it okay. So we have that inner monologue. We have the just, the cravings to seek safety we do. rather than lol that says something that's cool that's against the way we've been set up so it is reprogramming it's having that awareness building that superpower and skills to be able to do that is that's why it's so hard logically i think everyone gets this logically we all know this logically we know everything we should be doing oh my gosh we do however emotionally physically can we actually do it that's where the fun and games comes in Absolutely. And I think part of that too, I, I'll, I'll circle it back to human design again, <laughs> because that's what I do, right? Um, is like, we have our spleen center in human design, and that is where we house those innate fears. And some of us have more, some of us have less. And ultimately with me, like for me, when I'm talking to a client or, or even myself and working through something, as you're talking about these like innate fears, mm. is this a survival fear kicking in? Or is this a brain fear? Is this a mind fear? Because our mind likes to throw fears in our face too, to try to like make it. No idea what you mean. Absolutely no idea. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I think too, with the, the survival fear of it too, it's sometimes like getting curious with why has this kicked in? Yeah. What about this situation has now made me want to fight or flight or freeze or fawn versus Mm. going, okay, I need to fix it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like pump the brakes. Like nobody's going to die. Nobody's going to like, there's nothing immediate. Right. And so let's pump the brakes and just work through it. There's nothing that needs to be done right now. Let's bring ourselves back down Mm -hmm. and figure out where is this coming from? And sometimes it's just a matter of it's part of our DNA and we work through it. And sometimes it's a matter of there's something else that has happened to us 
that now makes us think this situation is again a situation that has happened that's not. And so curiosity, man, curiosity. Curiosity is amazing, but finding that that levels of where it is. So right. I'm not saying that we have to have all our all fears and worries fixed. Maybe we won't actually do that. Maybe it's not actually possible. They're still going to show up at times. We need fear. It keeps us alive. Yes. We need Correct. that person. They just shouldn't be driving the damn bus. It's like, get in the back of the car. Here's your iPad. I'll, when we need you, please speak up. But until that time, you don't drive. So understanding the fears and maybe where they're coming from, even if they're not fixed, if there is such a, a way, even if they're not fixed, we still have the awareness of, oh, what did you say? It's just like, oh, isn't that funny? That's coming up again. And then you can start to make different decisions or just understand it. So understanding, it's massive. And it sounds like it's changed your life. Um, and now you're helping to change so many others through the coaching, the work that you do, focused around human design and your your makeup. Absolutely. And I think the other part too, for me is I have a background in leadership. I have a background in like building businesses from a thought into profit or taking uh, businesses from the red into the black. And so, yes, the human design helps me so much because it helps me help them relate to themselves on this deeper level, but also having the, that the other skill set there to help mm. them in their own business has been huge for me. Um, and I don't talk about that. I really focus so much on human design that at times I forget to like mention like, Hey, I do have these other skill sets here, by the way, it always comes up like that too. Like, by the way, <laughs> with it. Well, so I guess it depends on what your clients need at any given, given time. Right. So with this beautiful, you have all these different things in your armory, obviously yeah. blessing and a curse because you have this skill set. You're, you're a year into your, your virtual business. And it's like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's a huge milestone. It's incredible. It's a celebration for that. Now, what's it been like? Because now you've gone through that first year. It's like, Oh, the first year is normally hustle, grind, try to do all I can hire all the clients, make all the mistakes. Year two is normally about let's let's refine this let's make sure i know exactly what am i actually doing how can i eloquently describe who i work with what it is i do is that where you find yourself right now Ooh, i love this so you know as you're talking like the hustle and the grind i did everything in my power to make sure that as i was building my business over this last year that that hustle and grind wasn't there mm. as weird as that may sound because to me it's like i left hustle and grind I left a career in leadership because of that. It burnt me out and put me in a spot I didn't want to be. And the last thing I wanted to do was build a business that made me feel the same way. Yeah. And so I, for me, my first year of business was doing what I do best and that's building relationships. And I was always the person that went into communities and built relationships at my previous jobs. Um, I had a way of networking and connecting with people and using that from a place of truly wanting to connect and not just like, oh, they'd be a good client. So I'm going to connect and build this relationship. Mm. Um, for me, it was never about that. It was like, I want to build my network. I want to have this, in essence, group of people that are I know and I can talk to and I can refer to and like really going in with that mindset versus a different mindset of like, I just want to grow to have the clients or I just want to hustle to have the clients. Mm. Um, did I find myself from time to time stepping into what I, I refer to as bad hustle Oh, absolutely. I'm a manifesting generator. Like we go into bad hustle pretty easily. So do generators. Um, and then I would catch myself and be like, why am I doing this? 
Like you don't need to hustle this way, hustle the way that feels good to me Mm. and would pull myself back. Um, Has that maybe held me back from getting further in my business or making more money in my business? Sure. It could have, but I built something that I absolutely love. And I built something that like, I don't have to get up and start grinding at 8am because I don't like mornings. And to me, that was more important is having this business that was focused on truly, how do I want to help people along with how do I want this to affect the relationships that I have in my life right now? Meaning Mm. my family, my kids, I wanted to make sure I was going to make it to everything I wanted to make it to that. I was able to contribute and be there for them too. Um, And that was, that was huge for me this, this first year of business. I think that again, let's hop back. Maybe awareness is the, the core subject with, with this particular episode, because the awareness that you've had is, yeah, what, what you wanted to achieve. So I want the networking. I want to do this. It's not about the sales. It's not about the money. It's not about this. It's about building relationships. And I think you've said it. You said that it might, you know, it held you back focusing on one area and we can wrap this up with it's ethically the right thing to do. There might be a little snippet, a little flavor of it's fucking terrifying. I hate sales. Um, I don't want to be seen as a salesperson. Sales is bad. Sales is sleazy. There's all these, there's a soup of emotion that can go into being a business owner. And we can justify the hell of it with, I want to give value or I just want to build a relationship. Should you do those things? Absolutely. I'll never say you shouldn't, but it's okay. Look at the entirety. I think that's the thing, the entirety. So with the awareness that you've got now saying, yeah, I think that may have held me back. However, what was important to you was your family. Mm-hmm. You're in peace of mind. You've been burnt out before. You didn't want that again. So there always seems to be a compromise, no matter where we go. And your compromise was, I may grow a bit slower, but I'm not going to kill myself and my relationships in the meantime, which is, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about the sales part of it. And I had coaches that would say, well, what are you going to do if you don't get sales? What are you going to do if you don't have money? What are you going to do? And I said, because for me, it's really not about money. And I know that sounds weird. And I know everybody says it. And like, like I've digested this in so many different ways. But for me, it's really, truly about my relationships, my relationships and my time. And I always tell people, if I give you 15 minutes of my time, that is worth more gold than anything else, because that's how valuable that is to me. Mm. And do I like being salesy? No, but you know what I've learned that when I build relationships with people, true authentic relationships where, where like, they feel like they give a shit, like I give a shit about them. They give a shit about me. Guess what? I don't have to sell to them. They just come and ask for a service. They just hop into my DMS and say, Hey, I'm ready to do some human design. How do I do that with you? That to me is the way I want to grow my business and have Mm. the clients come to me because I tell you what, I haven't had a client yet. I'm going to knock on some wood here that has not been aligned for me. And it's because I didn't fall into any of the traps of like, this is how you're supposed to do this, Mm. or this is how you're supposed to get the clients, or you need to do X, Y, Z to make 10 K months. I didn't fall into that because I'm like, that's not me. And if I'm going to build a business, it's about like for me. Why would I build it in a way that's not, you know, with what you do, it's all about understanding who am I, what I'm built for, what do Mm -hmm. I do? So yeah, there's a gazillion hacks and different tricks and strategies that you can use. They all fucking work, but it's the biggest shame that I see. And we've been through ourselves is trying to do the right strategies for you and doing the wrong ones and then finding out, hold on, hold on. I'm not actually enjoying this. It's not actually working. 
but they said it would. Oh, and there he is back to the yeah. awareness. So yeah. what is your, what is your authentic sales system? What is it for you? That's like, this is, this is the process that, that works. This is what I enjoy doing. Yeah. So for me, it really is like the organic stuff comes from connection, connection for me on uh, networking, um, that type of that part of it. And so like, I love getting on connection calls with people to learn about their businesses. Mm. And it's truly is about learning about their business. And if it aligns and they start asking questions, great. And we go down the human design path. Fantastic. But it's more for me, like what I have seen is like when I connect with people in that true authentic way, and then able to refer to them or help them feel seen or heard. I've had, pe I've had people in a 20 minute connection call that send me a message a week later and go, just because of the five minutes you spent with me on human design, I now landed two new clients because all I had to do was step into my own power. All I had to do was stop doing the thing that I was trying to force yeah. myself into this box. And to me, that's huge. Did I make money off that? No, but did I help somebody? Absolutely. Are they going to refer me? Absolutely. And so it's that power of building that relationship and that power of the referral and that power of like stepping into my own design and embracing it versus trying to fight against it. Mm. And so what, what are you going to leverage going forward? What does this look like for you as you, you know, get into the, the second, the third, the fourth year? What, what do you actually want with this? Yeah, with my business. So for me, you know, my husband and I keep toying around this idea of RV life and having the, I love how, I love your face. Your face just like lit up when I said that it was so awesome. Um, and part of it is, is we, we want to be nomads. We want to roam. We want to find the perfect mm -hmm. spot where we want to settle down. And um, as my youngest graduates, that's kind of our goal right now. And I, I want my business to be able to support us through that. Yeah. And for us to be able to go on the road and for me to still do the things I love. And part of what I love about my business is helping people grow a business they love and truly about what they want and desire and part mm. of their design versus like, here's a cookie cutter template for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so being able to do that, I think is really that, that golden nugget out there for me that I'm reaching for. Um, and I, I feel like, or I've, I've seen that. I have at some point will be on stages talking in some way, shape or form or aspect um, that's coming down the road too. Uh, how that's all going to transform. I don't know yet, but I've definitely seen that um, along with a podcast is coming soon. I've, yeah. I've had six months of people asking like, when are you starting your own podcast? And it's like, it's coming, it's coming. I can feel it. Um, so I think those things, those are the big things that I, I see in my future with my business uh, supporting mm -hmm. it and helping me get there. Nice. And what now you know yourself more than probably you've ever done before. What can you see as ah? Uh, here's the challenges. Do you do you know firsthand what it is that you know, where the uncomfort is, where the the struggle, where, what you're avoiding? What, what are you what are you avoiding right now? Which is like oh, I could be doing that, but you're choosing to not through because there's the flavor. What's fundamentally the wrong thing to be doing versus ah, I'm just uncomfortable or scared. So where do you know deep down that you're you're on the sort of scared, uncomfortable thing, but justifying right now? What could that be for your business? Yeah. So for me, I know if it's if it's not aligned for me, like part of my design is it's like a very hard resistance. Mm. Like why am I keep hitting this over and over? 
versus like if it's a scared in more of that type of resistance for me it's like a, a scared excited uh-huh. right like so i'm really excited to do this but i'm also really terrified but i'm really i'm really excited but i'm also really terrified and i kind of go back and forth and i know yeah. that's more of like that brain fear kicking in for me yeah. versus like why isn't this working why isn't this working why isn't this working okay mm. what am i not living in my design and for me i think the hardest thing that it's been to embrace is being all over the place as a manifesting generator because early on in my coaching the couple of coaches that i had hired had said you got to zone in on one thing like you're too much all over the place you're confusing your audience and mm. and that really ingrained in me hard and so trying to get that out now and realize like, no, the right people are there. The right people see what they need to see. Like I can have multiple offers. I can do multiple things. I can shift, I can change and it's okay. It's still a hard thing to overcome as a manifesting generator at times. How so? What what makes it harder for you personally? Yeah, I think it's that, you know, um, society has given us this, this strong, like you need to be consistent. You need to do these certain things. And I'm constantly bucking it because Mm. that's not me. Um, Like my consistency looks way different than what normal consistency looks like. Like how I always quote normal. You don't quote normal, whatever. (laughs) I I don't like the word normal at all. Um, And so like for me, it's a a lot of pushback of society norms. And it's it's not just the industry. It's also when I decided to do this business, you'll love this story. Decided to do this business and I was telling my kids about it. And my oldest son came home or came to my house and he sat down with me and we're talking and he's like, so, so what's your backup plan for your business mom? And I go, I don't have a backup plan. And he goes, we well, got to have a backup plan. He's 17. He's finishing up his junior year. He's now a senior. Mm-hmm. And he sat there and he goes, okay, well, I talked to my therapist and she said, just to remind you to have a backup plan. Like he was that incredibly worried about me because I did not have a backup plan. And for me, that was one of those moments of like, okay, this is, it's time to change the script. It's time to teach mm-hmm. my kids. It's okay to be led by our higher power. It's okay to not fit all of these society boxes that are out there. Does that mean it's easy all the time? Absolutely not. Is there moments of like, Kaylee, just follow the box. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I also go back to that doesn't make me happy. That doesn't fulfill me. That doesn't create what I want either. Yeah. It's a, oh my gosh. You mentioned like a, a gazillion things there. Oh my, that's, there's a lot to unpack there. I, I just want to go back and highlight that advice. And to come from a therapist, I'm like, that kind of hurts my soul in a way. I mean, we're not therapists with Unforget Yourself. It's very therapeutic what we do and how we coach people through these scenarios. But to hear that it's now he has that programming. You need a plan B. As far as we can, you, you've heard all the, the, the sayings. You know, if you have a plan B, you might as well cancel plan A. The, the Vikings burn the ships. Then they have to win the war else they ain't getting home. Right. There is no turning back. Now, be mindful. There's, there's a nuance to all of this. Absolutely. Yep. But it's finding that and to be able to hold that with, does that come to... Did it, that could have tapped into your lack of confidence. Maybe the lack of confidence with the people that you serve or what you're actually doing or belief that you are the right person with imposter syndrome and all that crap that comes into it. So oh, one, innocent, one innocent comment from someone who means well 
mm-hmm. can be so destructive. So I want to invite anyone listening to just consider where where do they pick up a belief? Where do they pick up some programming? What is it yours? Do you truly believe that? Because the impact that could have been enough to destroy you to go and get a plan B and then actually do something else because it might be seen as more stable to the outside world. This is a long rant to say, fucking hell, come on, people. <laughs> right. Well, and and it 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 is like it was one of those moments. And my husband recently lost his job sooner than we were expecting. He was in a temporary position, lost uh-huh. it six weeks sooner than we thought. And again, my son can come over a year later. And he goes, so what's your, what's your backup plan? Like, what's, what's the plan? And I said, we really don't have one. We're figuring it out as we go right now. So t- money's going to be tight. Like money's going to be really tight for us. So like, you may ask for 20 bucks for gas and you may not get it. And he's like, okay, but you, you have a plan, right? And I'm like, we're following where we're supposed to go. We're, we're being guided, you know, by our higher power. Like the universe is helping us out. Like it's all coming together. And he's like, but you have a plan. <laughs> I was like, yes, that is the plan. I told you. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, do you remember last year, almost a year ago to the day, like we had this conversation and look where I'm at now. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, right. So now I had a moment to be able to educate him on like, look at what yeah. happened. I didn't have this backup plan and look at where we're at. We're okay. We've done good for the last year. Mm-hmm. Like things have been rocky here and there but things are okay. And it's going to continue to be okay. And then allowing him as he's graduating high school to not constantly go, what's your plan? Cause mm. that's what we do, right? As a society, people are graduating and going out into their own. We go, what's your plan? What's your plan? Are you going to college? What college, what degree? And I asked him a couple of times, I said, Eli, I just want to know if you have anything on your radar, is there anything that is coming up for you? And he's like, no mom, not yet, not yet. And I'm like, okay, I'm here to support you, whatever it is. If you need to move in with us for a bit, like whatever you need to do, we're here. And actually got a phone call today. He's on his way to a job interview. He's figured something out. It landed in his lap and he's super excited about it. And how freaking awesome is that to show him like when you wait until timing is right, the right thing is going to come for you versus trying to push and have a plan. Mm. Maybe there's a kind of the mix of the manifesting generator there because just manifesting, just having faith is not enough. That means you sit in your bum, do nothing. There is a place where there is a superpower to that. We have to have the duality, we have to have the entirety. Manifest, believe, ask, be guided, but also do the things that you know you need to do. Once you find that balance in the right way for you, then these things all come together rather than being too weighted one side or another. Um, yeah, doing what's right for you. That's, that's the key. Isn't that what it's all about with running your own business? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, a hundred percent, it truly is. And I think too, you know, sometimes we want to sit back and say like, okay, just show me, but it's also listening. It's also like, it's opening up our ears to listen. It's opening up our eyes to see. And Mm. like, for me as a generator, like that generator part of me, right. It's responding but it's also responding by doing those things, becoming aware of everything around us versus getting so tunneled into something that we can't see all the other things. So we can't respond and go the direction we need to go. And that's huge. I think, especially in business and our own businesses, we can get so caught up in the mundane that we forget that there's all these other conversations or things happening around us. And if we just open our eyes, we have the answer right in front of us. You have everything you need just about seeing it. 
hey, this has been beautiful. Katie, thank you so much for sharing not only what you do and the amazing work that you do, but behind the scenes of what it's like with your business as you go through these amazing early years. It's been fascinating. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on here, Mark. Oh, you're welcome. If people want to find out more about you and the work you do, where can they find you? Yeah. So the best place right now is Instagram. I put tons of human design stuff out there. I always tell people go over there, binge my content. You'll find all kinds of golden nuggets in there. And they can always hop in the DMs. I give feedback like right there. If they're like, I'm a generator, what does it mean? I'll explain it all to them. I love doing that. And so definitely there. Otherwise, uh, I'm guessing you'll put my my website in the show notes, they can always check out the website too, um, and gather some information there and run their free chart to see what they are. Ooh, if you don't know already, go check it out. You might be in intrigued or thrilled to hear that, oh yeah, I get it now. I see it and have that epiphany that Kaylee had. So again, thank you. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you again, Mark. Welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.